Welcome to Jurassic World. So we're back to discuss minute 109 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, once again, heading over to JurassicPedia.com. Another article we probably already looked at back when uh, we first went to Transaur Kingdom, but we got the article here for, uh, uh, for Transaurus Rex. Uh, Rex yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, the original article, this is the um, one of the oldest articles on Pedia. This was, I think, article number one mm-hmm. back on Jurassic Park Legacy, actually. Well, when you're gonna when you're gonna start a, a website and a, a um, encyclopedia, and that first entry is probably gonna be the the big one. That is Rexy. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't Rexy specifically. This one is T-Rex in general, and we know that uh, uh, we've been expanding a lot of these articles. This is n- certainly no exception. So this is one where we originally had already had a hefty article with this animal and it just got even bigger with <laughs> much much more in-depth uh, discussion as we went on mm. yeah i've scrolled down of course yes we do have um there on the sexual dwarfism which brings in the lost world parents and the baby as well there i really want to see them <laughs> come back somehow the trinosaur paddock where she's been roaming after the fall of uh, jurassic world so yeah, it is quite an extensive article covering the Tyrannosaurus from both Sauna and Nublar, so definitely one to uh, have a good old read through. Mm-hmm. And remember, if something chases you, run! Alright Dave, ready to get into Minute 109. I am. Alright, Minute 109 of Jurassic World opens with Claire standing at the gate to Paddock 9 and ends with Claire running below the Spinosaur skeleton. Uh, as the music starts to build, uh, last minute... Larry slowly stood after being told to open Paddock 9 by Claire. And as we start minute 109, Larry pushes the enter button and with uh, alarm, Paddock 9's gate slowly rises. I'm surprised it's so easy to open the gate. I know you have to type in a password to uh, access gate controls and that, but you'd think maybe a couple of mission, mission, uh, missile launch keys that two people have to turn at once. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that Tyrannosaur gets out of that enclosure and that is definitely a, a park-ending incident. Yeah. But I suppose we um we've already seen the Indominus Paddock be uh, the gate being able to open and close both uh, locally and via the uh, computer as well. Surprise, there isn't a keypad here that you can open, mm-hmm. or whether or not Claire knew how to mm-hmm. operate 
said keypad too might be a different story. Well, I'm sure they probably also don't want ra- a random employee punching in number- numbers for shits and giggles and accidentally <laughs> releasing the T-Rex. That's why they only have they only give the authorized keys to the people in the control room who have who know the password. You know, he's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> um, Claire watches the gate slowly rise and strikes a flare, igniting it. Um, which I do love the shot here. It just bathes herself in a sort of alleyway in that that um, that pinkish red glare of the flare. Um, yeah. Well, this whole sequence here is really cool because you got the alarm blaring as the door opens with that heavy drum music, mm. and and you get Rexy's footsteps uh, come in as the flare lights. You know. Mm. Yeah, twenty twenty years later, she still knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> It's yeah, and it's weird. I'd say it's pretty quick too, because we do hear those footfalls as soon as she lights a flare before the gates mm-hmm. even open. I know it's probably not a very large paddock for the Tyrannosaur to be in, but she um she gets to this gate pretty quickly with it. But I suppose it it's it's noisy as you said, the alarms, the flashing lights, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff attracting her as well. And now she's got the flare lit in her face, and as the gate passes halfway, we get a shot from behind Claire. And we can once again see those redwood trees and that inside the enclosure not matching what we got from the aerial, but we won't <laughs> we won't retreat on that. And then the reveal of the Tyrannosaur herself. You know, I do love how with this sort of as she comes out of darkness, you get the the glare or the glow in the eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of first. Yeah, up. it's kind of interesting because T Rex seems to have. Um, I can't remember the technical term for them, but the thing that cat cat's eyes have, mm-hmm. but they have that lens that reflects the um, light back into their eyes better. Dogs, I think, have them too, where if you shine a light in their eyes, their eyes glow. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just something that is definitely some uh, a mark of a nocturnal hunter, which T Rex has always seemed to be shown to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it is something carried on from the previous films when the the two Trinosaurs come into the hunters' camp uh, on the creek. There, the same thing you get this sort of glow from their eyes as well, reflecting mm-hmm. the, the light. So, and you see the same thing when the female T Rex is chasing the hunters in the Lost World. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So good to see little things like that added here. I, well, while it's a cool scene, obviously no one told Bryce. Uh, obviously she knew the Tyrannosaur was coming but it's weird, she just stands there until it's pretty much on top of her <laughs> just flee away before <laughs> she just decides to turn and run away where... I was going to say yeah, I would have definitely been running already. <laughs> I, w- I would have tried to get a head start. I don't care if she's old I'm getting a head start. <laughs> yeah, the um she's seen the gate open I'm sure she's going to follow you out <laughs> of that enclosure pretty quickly um and as the uh we get a sort of a version of Jurassic Park tune, tune play here as Claire turns and runs, luring the Rex out of the cage. Rexy just bellows and gives chase. Obviously, the uh, the flare being the um, the little thing back to Malcolm that um, this is why the Rex is chasing her and not the fact that she's a tasty little morsel <laughs> and wants to wants to eat her. <laughs> well, I mean, like the other thing is, I mean, you can see that as she turns and runs. Rexy is within feet of her. If she yeah. wanted to, she could have just clearly took a quicker step and chomped down. 
And we've seen her do that where she comes out of the trees, out of the forest to get the Gallimimus and it stumbles and then mm-hmm. she's able to just make up that six to eight feet distance where the Gallimimus stumbles and then stumbles again and grab it. So, yeah. Anyway, we won't we, we won't look too hard at it. It is a, it is, <laughs> it is a great scene. Um, I was going to say, yeah, it's cool. This is, the rule of cool is definitely playing a part in this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, something not not as cool. Back in the booth on Main Street, we got the Indominus um, carefully clawing at um, Gray's fanny pack and manages to get one of those giant claws behind the belt and tries to pull him out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many ton they said the Indominus was, but this very strong animal has been able to throw vehicles and people and everything around everywhere, and it can't pull Zach out by the fanny pack. Owen and um, Owen and Zach are hope holding him in back trying to hold him from mm-hmm. being dragged out but either the belt snaps which it does eventually or he's dragged out <laughs> there's no we got the dark sort of theme mm-hmm. the music playing here which sort of lends to maybe maybe they might go dark here and actually have Grey mm-hmm. dragged out and eaten which <laughs> I wouldn't have been um, opposed to but <laughs> especially at the end of the film here we can't have everyone survive <laughs> well I mean the, I know Gray is protected by the Spielberg shield where <laughs> the kids don't die, but at the same time, we've seen the strength of the Indominus, and there is no way that if the Indominus wants to, she can't just yank him right out of their arms and uh, swallow him in, a, in one swallow, you know? Mm. And the fact that she used the same claw to punch a hole in the gyrosphere, which... That's that's probably the comparison there. She can do that yet here. Yeah. Um, she's got him by the belt and yeah. I, I I I get that Owen and Zach being able to hold him back is enough to hold him from being dragged out. But then you look at your next weakest point, which is the plastic clip on that that fanny pack, mm-hmm. um, and that's gonna snap straight away. I've had those clips break just by dropping. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean those things are fragile as glass. Yeah. Yep. But um, luckily the belt does snap and then we leave them again and cut back to ground level of the alleyway and the scene that got a lot of people upset, frustrated, annoyed, however you want to do it. We get a shot of those heels running, uh, splashing through a puddle as Claire's running along the alleyway back towards Main Street. And we get uh, we pull back to see Claire running, that flare still in hand. And the Tyrannosaur's quite a little distance away so not only has she been able to keep ahead of it but um not be eaten as well now i remember we i think we commented when the film came out or i think it might have been the last time jay was on there was that article at the local in city here where a police officer ran down someone that tried to mugger um, or mugger a friend and she was in high heels and it was quite easy to do but I know a lot of people have had uh, issues with Claire running in high heels here and being able to evade the Trenosaur for as long as she does. Don't forget the Trenosaur's in new... Even though her paddock's right there, this is all new terrain to her, and she's probably not running at full speed after Claire when there's twists and turns of this alleyway. New smells. Well, not only that, but it's probably... Considering the size of her paddock, She this is probably her first time running in quite a long time, period. Yeah, yeah, the arthritis is in the knees. I can feel the pain. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, let's face it. Her paddock is basically smaller than a football field, and that's for an animal the size of a tyrannosaurus that small. Yeah, yep, exactly. 
but um, as the minute ends, we see the spino skeleton appear, um, or the legs at least, and Claire runs between them, not needing to duck or anything as the Tyrannosaur enters Main Street, um, which is weird because in a lot of set photos and that, and even earlier when we had the the big door he opened, or the gates open with the Tyrannosaur scaring the people, the skeleton didn't look awfully large, yet here Claire's running straight between the legs of it without ducking. Uh, and we know from Colin, thank you, that um, this is the Indominus, uh, the Spinosaur from Sauna, so we'll wait and see how they work that one out <laughs> with Camp Cretaceous. I think what we're doing, going to be doing at this point is just acknowledging the fact that it was just kind of a stupid, um, it was just kind of a stupid Easter egg that the social media intern thought would be funny. Yeah. And it just kind of sucked. <laughs> no, sorry, intern, but we're going to overwrite this one. Well, we'll get to that next minute. There's, um, that intern was definitely cheering and yahooing in the, um, in the cinema when Rexy burst through it, but we'll get to that next minute. Um, over in the novel, the Tyrannosaur crashes through a dinosaur sculpture. Uh, it's not said to be the Spinosaur, but apart from that, pretty much happens exactly as we see on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, anything else to add to 109 before we get heavy for today? I don't know. I think we're good. All right, lovely.